and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally, and often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels, and that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right, a space for prayer, meditation, journaling, a space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. Today, I am going to burst a lot of people's bubbles. (laughs) We are going to talk a bit about health, of course, because we know that living your dream life means you feel good and you have energy and motivation and you're excited about accomplishing your dreams and your goals and doing something every day that's taking you closer to them. But a lot of us use coffee as one of those ways to stay energized, don't we? Um, In fact, I have a confession to make. I have actually been an avid coffee drinker for over 20 some years. Yep. Started in college. I would go to the coffee shop and do my studies. I would eat lunch there, stay there for several hours, and I got hooked. I didn't feel like I could function really. I I don't even think coffee made me cooler. I think coffee made me normal. You know, without it, I felt exhausted and like I had no personality and I couldn't study. I couldn't, you know, it's just so weird how that happens. But the other thing that not only did I get physically addicted to coffee, but I also got emotionally addicted to it because I connected it with warm and fuzzy feelings. I connected it with You know, I loved, you know, big sweaters and reading my book and all these things and my journal time. And I connected coffee with all these other feel good feelings. And I felt like I needed coffee in order to, and you know, it all kind of went together. Well, needless to say, I have been learning a lot over this past year and I am in the middle of uh, decreasing my coffee intake. And by the end of this week, I should be back down to zero. And my goal is to do it effectively without headaches, without crashing, without 
uh, naps necessarily throughout the day, like without feeling like I'm going to fall over. I'm My goal is to do this well. And we're going to talk all about why in a bit. But in order to gain support with this, because here's what I know, you guys, you can set a goal and that's great, but you have to set yourself up for success with this goal. And so I decided to purchase an e-course by Ted Hannock, our guest today, who helped me to create a plan, build my why for like why I wanted to do it, create the plan to actually execute it, and is here with us today. So needless to say, he is not always been a health practitioner. In fact, he lived the first 25 or so years of his life eating the standard American diet. I tell my children, if it's on TV, we don't want to eat it. (laughs) It He ate fast food, soda, processed cards, every kind of beer, fries, and was 50 pounds overweight by the time he graduated college. Not only did he feel a difference, you know, the physical weight gain, but he had low mood, low energy, lacked motivation or drive to pursue what was truly important. You guys, we all get to a place where we say, I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't, I, I'm done living this way. And he got to that place too. He knew he needed another path, a path of holistic living, vitality and energy. And because he had the motivation of being a father and a husband, he wanted to be an example to his son as somebody who could affect positive change. So he's going to tell us his story about how he went from standard America to integrative health practitioner, and then the layer of uh, self-sabotage coaching and helping us all kick the caffeine to the curb. Big Dreamcast, welcome to Ted Hannock. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Wow, what an amazing introduction. So yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Let me share a little bit about my story. I mean, I'm somebody like you mentioned, I grew up on the standard American diet and I had a pretty, uh, you know, simple upbringing in in Southern California and a lot of uh, fast food, McDonald's, Carl's Jr., French fries, soda. And then when I got to college, it was a lot of beer and giant burritos. <laughs> and I did any number of different things to basically destroy my health. I didn't really know, you know, like a lot of people, I didn't know. I was still fairly active. I was always in the weight room and whatnot. And uh, I just noticed at a certain point that I didn't have the same energy that I really craved. And I looked in the mirror one day, and this was about, you know, late 90s. I looked in the mirror and I was a good 50 pounds overweight. And that's not really like the vision I had for myself. Like that wasn't the person that I saw uh, in my mind's eye. So when I looked in the mirror and I was really taken aback by where I had arrived, it's like I hit a point where I just said enough. I don't want to live this way. Uh, I had my energy levels were all over the place. And I didn't know what to do back then. I had no clue about health and wellness. So my my whole uh, line of thinking was basically to go vegetarian. So I went vegetarian for three years. And I started moving my body. And then I just, I went on a real inquiry. I just started reading books and and learning and taking in information. And for me, it became about like physical exercise. I looked at physical exercise. Uh, Ultimately, you know, I I did get in better shape, but I wasn't per se healthy. And then I got, uh, I was an animator on The Simpsons for a while. So when I got on The Simpsons, I mean, that's a whole story in and of itself. But when I got on The Simpsons, that's where the coffee piece entered the picture because I didn't really drink coffee until I was on the Simpsons and everybody on production. I mean, we're working long hours. It's, it's a high stress environment. And it's like what you were mentioning, right? You like, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, well, this is a, I'm going to cozy up to my coffee. You have this whole association with like, 
I'm drawing on the Simpsons, I'm having my coffee, and then I get to go with my coworkers. And like, you know, I'm sure people do that. If you're listening at home, I'm sure you do that, right? You're like, you're at your job and it's something to do. You go, hey, let's go to Starbucks, let's go grab a coffee. And it's something very social and something that we enjoy to do. And what happened was I found myself really addicted to coffee and I had no idea what I didn't know about what it was doing to me. I want to interject a little bit because I think that what you're describing is what we would say is normal. You know, standard American diet is perceived is everywhere in our media, in our culture, in our grade schools as being normal. And so unless we go seeking other information, we will think that coffee is normal. We will think that beer on the weekends is normal. We will think that that this is just the way life is if we're kind of raising ourselves around the standard media. So I bet there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I didn't know Panera wasn't a healthy choice. I didn't know that McDonald's, you know, I mean, it's just interesting when you take a look back and say, why did I do the things that I did? Oh, because that's what everybody around me was doing. So when did you get to a point where you said something's not right here? Um, It was really around the time in the late 90s when I started to to evaluate my energy levels. I mean, when I was a kid, I I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm unique in this way, but I have a strong attachment to my childhood. You know, when I was a kid, I was very inquisitive. I was very curious. I like to take things apart. I just love being a kid. And so I would be outside and and luckily I grew up in a time when there wasn't a lot of, uh, there was no internet, there was no, uh, we weren't obsessed with our phones and looking at Facebook and everything. So I'm 48 years old. So I just came to a point where it was like, I looked at everything around me and I said, this is a, this is quote unquote adult life. And I realized that this just doesn't work for me. I have such a strong, there's such a strong disconnect from, from me in terms of like the joy that I had in terms of my childhood and now in my adult life. So it was really an inquiry into why can't I bring more of that joy into my adult life? And what is it that's missing in my adult life is that's lacking in that joy. And the first thing I went to was I don't feel good. Yeah. Well, if you had a ton of energy and you were used to having that energy and then all of a sudden you realize it's gone, that was something you really valued. And and now it's, it's not here. So then you asked yourself the question, how do I get this back? Yeah. I mean, look, this is the biggest part was, you know, I didn't know anything back then. I just knew something was wrong. I was on the wrong train. And this is what I tell clients and anybody that'll listen. It's like, you know, it took me 20 years to get to this place, but I can share with people some really pointed information, some things to remove, some things to add. And I've watched people get like their life back in the period of like a month, two months. And it, the human body is amazing in, in its ability to, to rebuild, to repair, uh, you give it what it needs, you take away all the toxicity or you do your best. I mean, there's so much, like you mentioned, like Panera, right? People think they're doing something good, quote unquote good, but it can be so challenging to get a nutrient dense meal uh, to avoid all the toxins in our environment, really give the body what it needs. And that's been my passion is to really help people share my story. You know, like I was just like the standard American, the regular guy on the weekend drinking beer and and eating a big burger and stuff like that. But I noticed it was like I'd have my lunch, you know, you'd have a big lunch of, you know, I used to be able to down an entire medium pizza. Right. And then you would be laid out on the floor. You'd have no energy, You'd be completely incapacitated. And I hit a point where, you know, and and this is what I really encourage people, like take a look around at what most people are doing 
And of course, everybody right now is like concerned about health. Like that's the big uh, push, but you know, nobody really has any uh, connection to what actually gives them energy, what takes energy away. And people are just all fixated on what the television tells them to be afraid of. And uh, my whole story is, is basically one of understanding from a root level what creates health, what creates uh, dis-ease or, or imbalance in the body, and start to bring those things back and really simplify and take some ownership. You know, I came to a point where I realized that what I was ingesting and what I was thinking in my mind was ultimately uh, generating the results I was creating, what I was tra attracting to my reality. So thankfully, I, you know, the really the first line of inquiry is start to ask that question, like, why? Why don't I have the energy I used to have when I was 10? Why don't I have the vitality that I really want to have or that I desire for myself? What is it that I'm committed to? What's my vision for my life? And starting to realize that, you know, you can have vibrant health, vibrant energy at any time. It's really about uh, making some pointed uh, commitments and some choices and starting to put that into action. Awesome. Awesome. And I think a lot of us get to that place at some point in our life where we say, mm, this isn't what I was expecting. Time for a pivot. Time for something new. And you didn't just say, I'm going to eat healthy. You went full-blown vegan. And then you continued your journey, continued to ask questions. And then you became an integrative health practitioner. So what do you do with people now? Yeah, so I, I help people in every aspect of health. So um, I got my certification through Dr. Stephen Cabral. So uh, we talk about the de-stress protocol. So it's basically diet, exercise, uh, reducing stress, toxicity, rest, emotional balance, success mindset, and supplementation. So he really took and compartmentalized. You look at health like a wheel. You know, you want the wheel to spin. So you don't want one area completely lacking. So you really, you assist somebody to understand every aspect of what creates health. And it's not just, you know, it's not just diet, but it's also your, are you moving enough? Are you reducing your stress? Like we're going to talk about coffee and caffeine. So coffee and caffeine is adding stress to your life. And most people don't realize that. So reducing overall stress, looking at chemical, physical, and emotional stress. Um, if you have any sort of subluxations, going and seeing a chiropractor, uh, reducing and, and, and bringing more energy into the body in terms of your emotional balance. What we learned in, in the uh, self-sabotage coaching, understand the subconscious mind. Uh, some supplementation ideas, success mindset, like what's your vision? This is what I've seen with my clients is like you start to give them, you start to bring energy back into the body. And then it's like, well, this all was just a way to catapult you towards what do you want to do now? What are you committed to doing in your life? And, and when you have bounding energy and then all of a sudden it's like, well, now I, I want to learn guitar. I want to travel the world. I want to write a book. I want like, don't leave the music in inside. Like, let's get it out. Let's, let's work to be inspired, stay inspired. And it's amazing. If you don't have your health, you, you just don't have anything. It's like health is wealth. And so we work to uh, really understand how the body works. Uh, what we were taught was what's called the rain barrel effect. So the rain barrel effect basically means that the body will take on toxicity and people think like they're doing quote unquote, okay. And then at a certain point, the rain barrel will begin to overflow because it's full. And what we call that, you know, the allopathic system would call that a dis-ease. They give it a name and they medicate it. And uh, the integrative approach is really to look at the rain barrel, start to detox the body, uh, drain the rain barrel and uh, flood the body with nutrition because what creates ill health is, is either toxicity or deficiency. 
So really helping people to understand uh, toxins and how they're toxic. Mo all of us are. I mean, we live in a toxic environment from our air, our water, our food, uh, everything. And then bringing up deficiency. So, you know, it's really difficult to, to have your nutritional levels be optimal because our soils are degraded and it's really hard to get quality food. So we focus on those two areas and, and uh, people get their lives back. It's really a miracle. I'm really starting to learn that anything mainstream is not good for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And and it's it's just so interesting when you do standard America, you get standard America results. But when you really start taking a look at your body and and I love uh, the de-stress protocol and detoxing from the inside out, your body is made to be able to heal itself. And so when you give it good nutrition, it will do amazing things. But I didn't know until this year that coffee was one of those stressors and toxins. <laughs> and I'm so sad. No, I'm not. I'm going to be, feel so much better. In a few weeks, I'm going to be jumping off the walls. So glad I made this choice. But I'd love to hear your experience with um, going off coffee. Were you an avid coffee drinker? And how did that go for you? And why did this become something that you were like, I need to help other people with? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was, I'm somebody, I mean, maybe you can tell from here, from talking to me for a little while, I'm pretty dedicated, committed to things that I'm into. And at a certain point in my life, I was really into coffee. Uh, I lived in Portland, Oregon for a while. So it's kind of hard not to be into coffee when you live in Portland, Oregon. Um, so I got into buying the green beans and roasting them myself. I took coffee classes. I was learning about the grind and the roast temperature uh, extraction times and espresso techniques and all the things that go into like trying to find the perfect cup of coffee. I had a period in my life where I would wake up and I was doing the Dave Asprey thing where I was blending butter into my coffee. Uh, coffee was just something that it was a part of my life. That was pretty much my only beverage was coffee. And I was severely dehydrated. I didn't even know it. And um, I started having health issues. And I thought I was really healthy back then because I ran CrossFit workouts and I was powerlifting and I was strong and I, you know, I looked like I was in good shape, but I noticed at a certain point, I started getting these breakouts all on my face and my skin was really poor. My digestion was really sluggish. Uh, my energy levels were all over the place. My sleep felt like it was just either good or bad. And I would wake up in a, in a bad mood. It was like, don't, I was like, you know, don't talk to me yet. I haven't had my coffee. And I really saw that um, it was a, it was a thing. It was an addiction for me. And I worked with Amanda Vollmer. I don't know if you're familiar with Amanda, but Amanda's an incredible naturopathic doctor up in Canada. And I just found her content online and I connected with her. I reached out to her and she, we did an intake and she gave me an evaluation. She was like, I think you have a sluggish liver. And we were talking about my coffee and I told her how much I was drinking. And she was like, you, you really deserve to give up your coffee. And that was literally like, she told me, uh, you know, you got to like give up your firstborn or something. It was like really hard for me to hear, but I, I value and trust her so much that I just said, you know what, I'm going to give up my coffee and I'm going to see how I feel. And the, and the way that I did that was I told myself like, look, I can give it up for a month or two and then I'll reevaluate it at that point. And I made the decision literally in that moment to give it up. So I did it overnight, which I do not recommend. It was not fun because I was a heavy drinker and I was like laid out on the floor for like four or five days. I felt terrible. I Yeah, I've tried. And like, it is not worth this headache. 
Um, but <laughs> I love what she said. You deserve to give up coffee. Yeah. Why I mean, do you think she put it that way? Well, I mean, word choice is really paramount, right? So it, she allowed me to step into it and to really own the fact that, uh, you know, it's something that I deserve to own, to have, to uh, have abundant health, to step into abundant health. And I didn't, it was a blind spot for me. And this is what I see with a lot of people is, is, and you mentioned it, right? It's like coffee has this really strong association. And I had that too, where, you know, if we close our eyes and we think about coffee, you think about the smell, or maybe we're in like a coffee shop and there's a guy at a microphone and he's, he's playing guitar or we're connecting with an old friend and we're talking about uh, memories or we're laughing together. And, and coffee has this very strong positive association. And um, I really had to educate myself about what the drink was. And she really sparked that for me. She, she helped me to see uh, that maybe it wasn't something that was so positive in my life. And I had been listening to a lot of uh, quote unquote health gurus that really espouse coffee. And I said, look, let me give it up. And she, she allowed me to have that space to step into it instead of pointing the finger and saying, right. you know, you must give that up. Right. I mean, word, word choice is huge, right? Instead of taking something away, she invited you to say, actually, this is going to elevate your life. Exactly. I, I love that. And so you went cold turkey. I've gone, I'm on my second week. So I'm down to, I'm doing dandy blend. Oh, and I still make it like my normal coffee. So I have stevia and almond milk in it. I have an instant coffee that we, my company works with and sells that I've been using. So I before was drinking three packets of our skinny brew a day. It's 200 milligrams each. Oh, wow. And I was not even noticing a difference. Like, I think it just made me normal. So I am now on to, I have um, a like less than a quarter teaspoon in two cups. Congratulations. So I've already cut down quite a bit. And I think it's just psychological now. I don't know how much caffeine is in that little, little spot, but I just had um, my third. So my third <laughs> cup today was only dandy blend because normally what I've noticed is that after lunch, I just want something sweet. I just want something, you know, and if I have a, I can do it in a way that's not, doesn't give me caffeine. So anyway, I want to say thank you because I'm doing it. And I believe it's because I had the plan that you laid out. So how did you feel after those torturous five days? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I pushed through it. My wife will tell you <laughs> back during that time, I wasn't very pleasant to be around. And I don't recommend doing cold turkey at all, especially if you're a uh, heavy have drink. stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe I, on a it, own weekend. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant. I don't recommend it. But yeah, once I made it through that period, and I started focusing on you know replacing it with proper hydration in the morning, and like easing into my day, looking at like she helped me to go on this inquiry, starting to look at like my entire life, and realizing that that was a big part of what was lacking was my hydration. Uh, my nutrition could have been like tweaked a bit. I was looking at my supplement protocol. So I started to like go on this inquiry of how can I, how can I tweak and improve? And then I noticed as I was further and further away from my coffee and caffeine, like I was somebody during that time, I was always like, I always had a level of stress. And I realized during that time, I look back and I go, it started basically when I was on the Simpsons and when I was getting heavily invested in my coffee habit. And I started to think about, I'm like, well, I've been drinking coffee consistently for like 17, 18 years. And in that time, I've always had this, this low level stress in my life. 
And when I started to remove it and move away from it, it was like, initially it was kind of odd. I'm like, I'm not drinking coffee anymore. And everybody in my environment, like all my friends and different people are still drinking it. So I had to like keep reminding myself of all these affirmations and tell myself that uh, this is going to be this, my commitment, my, I'm healthy, I'm vibrant, I'm, I'm abundant, I'm caffeine free. And the longer I was away from it, the more that I could actually feel my stress response lower. And I had way more connection to my consciousness. Hey, there you go. You got your affirmation. I printed statement. off the affirmation <laughs> list. Yep. From, from the e-course. So I have it on my desk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the e-course I put together was really a passion project for me because uh, you know, like changing any habit and, and a, a strong association with coffee and caffeine, like people, I tell them like, Hey, I have a course, uh, help you get off a of coffee. And people are like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and I, I, I go, look, I was the exact same way. I was a heavy coffee drinker. And I can tell you on the other side, now that I've been away from it for four years, your experience of life is so much richer and better without it that you just, you must commit to giving it up for minimum 60 days. And then you tell me how you feel like you tell me. And it's, it's something that we've all been conditioned as like adults to want to drink, to, to be driven towards this drink. And I frame the conversation on my course all around the subconscious mind, understanding the subconscious mind, because as you know, as well, it's like, that's what gives a, a new belief, a new pattern way more sticking pattern if we are way more sticking power if we can understand how the subconscious works how we built up this strong association like we talked about like even for me i think of coffee and you think of like we have all these mental images right well the the human brain what it does it goes towards pleasure and it looks to avoid pain and so in the course what i do is i bring that distinction forth and i work to educate people about how instead of having this predetermined idea about what your relationship to caffeine and coffee is giving you, let me educate you about the pain giving properties of caffeine. And then what we can do is cast a bigger pleasure-based activity or pleasure-based uh, commitment towards your better life when you've moved away from it. And then we just, we engage in this conversation. And I've seen lots of clients move through it and they just get amazing results. And it's like, once you replace it, move away from it and start to fix a lot of the, because coffee is actually dehydrating you. People don't know that 10 ounces of caffeine actually removes the 12 ounces of water from your body. And if you're dehydrated, you're just not going to function optimally. So we focus on proper hydration. We focus on nutrition, supplementation, all the pieces that make up holistic health and removing coffee. And I've seen people just uh, have amazing, amazing results. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I keep thinking, what if I don't even know what I'm missing? You know, <laughs> what if I don't even know what I'm missing? I also bought the book caffeine blues. So yeah. I could continue to kind of rev up my why and my desire because it's easy when things get hard to just go back to what we deem as normal. But this has uh, been another great reminder of, okay, it's not just like one reason why you want to give up coffee. There's a lot of reasons, not only stress and anxiety and depression, but your sleep patterns, which impacts your whole rest of your day. Um, but like you said, the dehydration and you had a sluggish liver because it was constantly trying to process through. So 
you felt more energy. You felt um, like, did you feel more connected? I've heard things like coffee takes away blood from our frontal lobe. And so when you're not drinking coffee, you have more brain, like blood flow through the brain. Did yeah. you notice anything like that? Like, Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I, I feel like when I moved away from it, it reminded me of when I was young. Like that's part of my story, right? Is my childhood when I was young, I never drank coffee. Obviously I didn't drink it until I was on the Simpsons, which at that point I was in my mid twenties. So some people get into coffee much earlier. I didn't, I never liked it. Uh, it was just something that I saw in my environment. So when I moved away from it, I, it was like, I was reintroduced to my old self. I was like, oh, this is it's so much better. I, the way I describe it to people is if you're in that constant fight or flight, Imagine your life is like right up against your face. Like you can't, you're just in like immediate, like right now. I can only think about this very moment because I'm in perpetual fight or flight. That's what it does to you. So when I, when I moved away from coffee and reduced a major stressor in my life and focused on overall reduction of stress and having a much more uh, cohesive relationship to my stress response, it was like my life got pulled away from my face and all of a sudden I could take a deep breath and I wasn't just in this perpetual stress mode. So then you could like look around and go, well, what is it that, what is my relationship to uh, my, my larger vision? What am I committed to? Like even creating that e-course, like that took energy. It took work. It took a commitment, a committed effort. And it's like, I have the energy, the natural energy. And this is what I tell people as part of, you know, when I, when I speak to them about this, like think back to when you were a kid, like I have a son, he's a little over four years old. And I mean, you wouldn't believe it. They get, he wakes up, it's like 7.30 in the morning and you can hear him. He like jumps out of bed and runs to, you know, come and get myself or my wife and, and get us out of bed and go, hey, I want blueberries or whatever. He loves blueberries. So, you know, all of us, like think about how you wake up in the morning. You know, do you wake up in the morning and you're just like, oh my God, you know, and you just have to like kick yourself. And I think of like the coffee habit, it's really no different than if you were sitting on a horse and you're wearing your spurs and you just dug that spur into the side of the horse and you said, come on, let's go, let's go. And that's where people say like the coffee gives them that kick, but it's a cortisol kick, it's a stress kick. And eventually the body, it goes into adrenal fatigue and it just says enough, I, you know, this kick you're giving me, I'm not, I'm not responding to it anymore. And what you have is just this, uh, this addictive relationship to these stimulants. And like you mentioned it, right? It's like, you could have your caffeine, it gives you some sort of a boost, then you're crashing. And then I've seen people, you know, when I work in an office and stuff, they're reaching for like their Snickers bar or their Reese's peanut butter cup or another cup of coffee. And it's like, you're just riding this up and down wave. Whereas if you just had natural energy, you'd wake up, you'd have that natural spike in cortisol and it would be consistent until it was time to, to shut it down and go to sleep. And like checking in with more of that natural diurnal rhythm and, you know, waking up and going to sleep with the sun, getting outside, getting fresh air. And it, it's just, it's a completely different experience of life. I mean, most of us are just, we're stimulated to the max. And especially right now with what's going on in the world, I just feel it's so imperative to bring our stress response down. Yep. Yep. The other thing that, that got me is saying, all right, dang it, I'll give it up, was, um, I'm going to say I deserve now. That's gonna, That will be my new language. I deserve to give it up. I deserve to have try something new. But I, I heard someone talk about how they likened it to Soma in the Brave New World. So for those that haven't read Brave New World is kind of like a sci-fi sci book about the future where they have Soma, which is 
what they take when they're feeling stressed that kind of um, makes them in la la land <laughs> for better or you know and, and they just kind of ignore their problems or they never really deal with it so almost like their release and they likened coffee to that and i thought holy cow what if i just don't know how good it really could be um because certainly i wouldn't take soma like if i when i read that i thought i would i would not want to do that and then here i am 20 years later <laughs> Well, I mean, coffee and caffeine is something that uh, most people have no awareness about. I mean, all the different things that are in it. I mean, the caffeine is an alkaloid poison. So the, the plant actually creates that poison to deter pests from, from consuming it. And so then we, what we do is we roast it, we grind it up, we, we, we drink the, uh, the water that comes through it. And then we're ingesting all this, this poison this, and it activates your, your body's limbic fight or flight system because, and that's why if you think back to when you first started drinking coffee and this is my, my, my history, you drink it and all of a sudden you're like, where's the bathroom, right? And that's your body's response to being poisoned. And most people don't even realize that on top of that, that caffeine coffee is one of the most heavily sprayed crops on the planet. And so you couple that with tap water, like most people are drinking conventional tap water so all the issues with tap water, with the chlorine, the trihalomethanes, the pharmaceutical runoff, you know, any number of situations that people are dealing with with tap water, and then you're you're taking it and, and uh, using a, a bean that's been heavily processed, and mold toxicity is also an issue in, in coffee production. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a disaster on every level imaginable, and it, it's something that, you know, I know people have a really strong affinity for, but... Um, I'm here to tell you that I'm confident that you can move through it. You can move beyond it. And on the other side of it is bounding energy, bounding energy and, and connection to source like you were talking about. So if you're in constant fight or flight, your body has a predictable cascade of emotions and a cortisol spike that's like going to keep you in that response, to either fight or run. And so your digestion is compromised. Your higher faculties are compromised. And we all really deserve to uh, really release all this stress and it's wild. I mean, look, aren't we all stressed? Like I said, aren't we all stressed enough with what's going on in the world right now? And if you want to push back against this agenda, I say, you know, you just walk away from these things that are literally keeping you in a box. And coffee is a huge one. Yeah. I remember when I was in my first few months of working at a clinical, I got my um, my clinical psychology job. I was working at a local community mental health, which is... Um, you know, government funded, low income, high stress, lots of clients, lots of lots of issues coming into my office every day. And I went through what they call secondary PTSD, which is like, holy cow, I did not know this existed in the world. Like mm. I came into this job. I wanted to become a clinical psychologist because I wanted to help people know how awesome they are. And here I am. I was working with substance abuse and, you know, domestic violence and all these other things that were happening. And I noticed during those months that when I had coffee, my anxiety got so much worse. And, and so during that time, I was like at a, you know, an eight or nine in anxiety and I had to give up coffee because it made it worse. But what's interesting to think about is it always does that, whether you really notice it or not. So at that time, my anxiety level was high. So I really noticed when it kind of pushed me over the edge. Uh, now I don't have that same sort of anxiety, but the coffee still makes it worse. You know what I mean? If I can share something really quickly. Yeah. So 
I, like I said, I was about the biggest coffee addict you'd ever find. I was and, really glad to hear that when I went through your course. I was like, okay, no judgment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I, when I, when I first gave it up, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do life without this substance in my life? But here I am now four years approximately away from it. And, you know, I'll be out with my wife and it'll be, you smell it, right? You're at a coffee shop or you're out and you're like, oh gosh, like it, it gets you, right? Like I want a little bit or whatever. And um, I haven't had drip coffee in four years, but it's like, let me get a little espresso, you know, what the heck, I'll get a little espresso and I'll get it. And I'll have like the tiniest sip and like literally a minute, two minutes later. And I'm like, I can't even, I don't even want this. It's making me crazy. And it's, it's really bizarre for me to be away from something for this long. And that I had that strong of an addiction to, and now it's like, I can't even tolerate it. I can't even talk. I can't even have it. Not that I want it, but those rare occasions where it's like, ah, maybe I'll have a little, what the heck. And my body literally rejects it. And I, I'll sit there because I'm somebody that's, I have dealt with uh, anxiety, uh, stress, uh, you know, feeling just overwhelmed. And I know that if I don't keep my nutrition high, my connection to like keeping these things away and keeping my, my sphere really clean in terms of my environment, the things I'm, I'm taking in, um, I can easily go back into that groove because that groove is well-established. I've had it for like 30, 40 years. So even just having a tiny bit of coffee, it brings me back. And all of a sudden, like all that chatter in my head of like self-doubt, overwhelm, stress, it's all back just like that. And it's really, really fascinating. Anyway, I thought I'd share that. That is fascinating. And it's it's interesting to hear how your body, even like it doesn't like it, but yet you had it for so long and it adapted and, and tried to figure it out. Like our bodies are just powerful machines. One last thing that we haven't talked about is pop. <laughs> now, um, caffeine's in pop, guys. <laughs> There's other things in coffee, caffeine's in pop, it's in chocolate, it's in candy. I mean, it's in a lot of other stuff. Do you have any stories of somebody who finally gave up their Coke or something like that and experienced results? Yeah, I mean, the the course is, is very much centered around coffee. But um, yeah, like you said, I mean, caffeine exists in all these sports drinks and sodas and everything. Um, I touch on that a bit in there and I have had clients move away from it. That has a, I mean, you have a whole host of things going on with, with soda because a lot of them have all these uh, caramel colors and artificial sweeteners, which can be highly addictive in and of themselves. They're also carcinogenic, creating leaky gut, all kinds of issues in the body. It always, for me, it goes back to the same thing. It's like, look, I know you have a strong association with it. It's a, it's a habit. It's a pattern. Uh, I always go for the pattern interrupt and and introducing things that are bringing more pain. Like, let's look at how this is actually hurting you, not helping you and uh, bringing more nutrition and, and hydration into the body. I find one of the things I included in my course at the end, I talk about how if you have a balanced life, like you have hydration, you have connection, you have love, you have all these like your nutrition, it just becomes way easier to navigate these things. So it's not just like the coffee or the soda, it's everything else that makes up the picture of health. Because if you bring all the health picture in focus, it just becomes way easier to move away from it. And I always go back to hydration because optimal hydration, I mean, that just is a game changer for people. Like people are looking for energy, right? That's why they drink coffee. That's typically why they drink like sports drinks or, or Gatorade or whatnot. And I'm here to tell you, like, if you want real energy, uh, you focus on proper hydration, superior hydration, it'll completely change your life. 
And, uh, you know, it's soda is something that, yeah, I mean, I haven't had soda as part of my regular diet. That was actually the first thing I gave up. I had a good friend. Um, I was really into soda. And he said, look, if you gave up soda, uh, that alone, you're, you're basically losing out on like 150 calories in one soda per day. Um, over the course of a year, you drop 50 or 60 pounds just with that alone. And I gave up soda just like that, just based on uh, my commitment was to drop weight. So, uh, you know, now researching these things, I look at soda as basically, I mean, soda is super acidic. I mean, soda is like a 2.5. It's basically almost the same acidity as your stomach acid. So it's burning through your stomach. Um, and it's, it's right up there with smoking cigarettes in my mind. Uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty horrible for the body. I'm, I'm here in the South and I see people doing, you know, they're at the store. This is the, the great disconnect and why I'm so passionate about sharing this information. There's people at the grocery store, they're, you know, they got the mask on, they're living in fear. And you look at their cart and they got Gatorade, they got Coca-Cola, they got Tide laundry detergent, uh, any number of things of po- packaged and processed foods. And it's like, you know, people don't understand. Look, I'm not pointing the finger, but uh, it's been a, a long time. They've been conditioned to believe a certain way, be addicted to certain things. And it's really high time that we, as a, as a culture, we just cast these things off in mass. It's like, I'm not going to be poisoned by the corporations. I'm going to take ownership over my health. And a big way to power up in life is to just say no to all this stuff and move, move completely away from it. I look at all these things uh, in the same category, you know, fast foods, junk foods, soda, coffee, alcohol, uh, watching television. They all go in the same box, which we can like tie up, put a bow on and throw it and throw it overboard, get rid of it. And we can all start living an optimal life without it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Who's with us? Let's do it. <laughs> we all deserve to let go of the caffeine in our lives so we can live optimally. Check out coffeenomore.com, coffeenomore.com, and check out Ted's e-course that will give you, not only will it grow your desire and grow your why, but it'll also give you the roadmap to follow so you will experience success. And then at the end of 60 days, you can assess and say, is this working for me? How am I feeling? What's going on? Um, But we both have a feeling that you are going to be um, really loving your experience. He also does um, summits and webinars and coaching and all this kind of stuff. And I have a link below for his recent Mind Body Health Summit that he is able to provide um, for all of us here. So definitely check out all the links, his website, the e-course link and the Mind Body Health Summit all will be linked below so you can continue your deep dive into this information and reach out for help. Because the reality is, is if it were easy, we'd already be doing it. So we all need to look for support when we're changing our habits, especially when they go against the grain, especially when you're going to go to Thanksgiving and be like, no, thank you. I don't need coffee in the morning or no, thank you. I don't need, you know, alcohol at night. No, thank you. I'm going to live a new life. One that says um, yes to me and to, you know, living optimally. I love that word. So I've got two last questions for you. Sure. The first one is as an entrepreneur creating and, you know, putting yourself out there and really working with people to help them see change, we have to stay full. You know, we have to kind of keep ourselves full so we can continue to pour out. What is one thing you would do every day that you couldn't live without? Oh, that's such a good question. 
Um, there's a few different things, but yeah, um, that's such a fitting thing. I feel, you know, I've been an entrepreneur now going on two years, uh, I mean, in various ways longer, but really full force effort about two years. And it's really true. I mean, I'm a health advocate, I'm a health coach, and I, I share a lot of information. And it's really important for me to not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. And I find that it can be really easy to, you give so much, you're giving, 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 you're getting on calls, you're helping people, you're, you're doing all these things that all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not connected to my own health as much because I'm so, I'm so much in, in alignment with giving out my information to people. So uh, one of the big things for me that's been really game changer is every morning I wake up, I make a nutrient dense smoothie. Uh, that's a huge pillar of my day. I make time every morning to be with my family, even if it's for five minutes. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not worried about my schedule. I connect with my wife. If the weather permits, I go outside. I stand barefoot outside if weather permits. I, I take my shirt off if I can get sun, like sun on my body. Uh, I bow my head or I, or I just look up in the trees and I give, I give thanks and gratitude to God and my connection to uh, my higher purpose, that there's a passion in my heart. And that I'm able to do this great work and that I have the, the consciousness that I have and that I'm, I'm in action on my vision, on my goals. And I really feel that that's a really huge part of my journey is just gratitude, gratitude for the, the life that I have, my family. And I make time. Another thing that's a non-negotiable, I make time every day, even if it's only for two minutes or five minutes, is to sit quietly and meditate. Meditation, uh, checking in with where you're at. I mean, I love this term from Paul Check. He says, we all know about working out, right? Well, what about working in and that inner work? So uh, when I heard that, I was like, man, that really resonates with me. So I make time every day to be quiet, uh, be with my thoughts. And that's really where a lot of ideas come from. You know, you get a lot of ideas from your from your quiet time. And like people, if, if like, you know, one of the things I talk about with people is like, if you're looking for your problems, they'll magnify if you're looking for solutions and ideas and uh, things to, to put out in the world, they'll just come to you like this. And there's no shortage of ideas. It's really about which ones do I want to do first? What am I most passionate about? And this is this plays right back into our conversation, right? So if you remove coffee, if you start moving into like understanding like how health works, and it doesn't have to be daunting. It doesn't have to be daunting or overwhelming. You start wherever you are, start chipping away at it. And then what happens this is why I'm so passionate about it's like, it's just my story is my story. It's my story of like chipping away at it, discovering that you have a higher consciousness that you can tap into. And then it's about being in action on those goals and starting to influence and help other people. And that's how we all evolve. So the fact that I'm doing these things over here is influencing you, it's influencing everybody. And so it's not just about me, it's about uh, who can I help today? And I just, like I said, I, I give thanks and grace every day that uh, I have all this power and energy because of all the work that I've done, the things I've let go of, uh, addictions perhaps, or even my standard American diet. Like I don't touch any of that stuff anymore. And I'm just really grateful that I, I veered course. You know, I see people, I'm 48 years old. So I easily at 48 could be obese, could have any number of situations. And uh, I run workouts out of my garage and, and uh, I have guys that come and join me that are like half my age and, and they're like struggling to keep up with me. So uh, everybody, I, I only say that because, I mean, your abundant life is, is only as far away as your commitment to it. You commit to it and give thanks and gratitude for this amazing vessel that you inhabit, which is this human body and your consciousness, which is uh, an amazing gift. Mm, so good. 
your abundant life is only as far as your commitment to it. I love that. Thanks. One last question is where do you like, do you have any books that you typically refer clients to or uh, resources that you were, that were big aha moments for you on your journey? I got lots of them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The big one, I mean, you mentioned it before we turned the recording on, but the rain barrel effect, uh, Dr. Stephen Cabral, uh, that is a great overall resource just for understanding the de-stress protocol, which I briefly touched on. Uh, all the toxins that we're all uh, you know, exposed to. And he has a very powerful detox, a liver detox uh, that I've taken a number of clients through. And that is a really rapid way to help people get their life back. I've watched mm-hmm. clients get their life back in three weeks, 21 days, and they, they drop weight. They feel incredible. That's an incredible resource. Um, I just talked to Robert Wright on my, my health summit I did. So this is Killing Cancer, Not People. And this is an excellent book to understand cancer. What is cancer, right? People think cancer like pops out of the closets. The boogeyman came to get you. Uh, I got news for you. You you earned cancer. So uh, understanding how cancer works and how we can start to move away from it. Uh, You referenced this book, Caffeine Blues. That's an excellent book, Understanding uh, Coffee and Caffeine. I just talked to Will Trebbing. So Will Trebbing is a good friend of mine. This is his book, Mm. Goodbye Germ Theory. Oh, I've just been learning a lot about terrain theory versus germ theory, you guys. Um, It's, again, you have to seek this information out, but it's mind-blowing and makes a lot of sense. I mean, I got lots of other, I mean, I got books and books and books, but uh, this is a great one called The Magic. This is all about mindset, manifestation, law of attraction. I mean, it depends on what the client needs. If if they're looking for more mindset work, then I have mindset uh, based books. One of my favorite, absolute, I gave this to all my coaching clients. Uh, my absolute favorite audio programs is the Art of Exceptional Living by Jim Rohn. Mm. If uh, if you have access to that, that program is incredible. And I listen to these things uh, not once, but what I what I was told is one of my mentors said he listened to it for reps. So listen to it over and over and over. Yeah. And I just look to take some really impactful content like that. And I just want to like, I just want to embed it into my subconscious mind. I listen to a lot of hypnosis. I'm sure you do too. Uh, I surround my office with uh, affirmation statements and things that uh, are on my vision board over here. And it's just about being in action and, and being, like I said, being great, grateful. And I'm always looking for new book recommendations. Uh, I'm always reading or researching something. I'm the first to admit I'm like the forever student. I don't know everything. I, I know enough to uh, to get by and to help people. And uh, for anything else, I refer out for um, Amanda Vollmer's amazing contact, Jason Kristoff. Uh, both of us are, have a connection with him. He's been an amazing mentor and coach to me. Uh, there's so many others. I mean, Paul Check. I don't know him personally, but he's an amazing resource. Dr. John Bergman is a great guy. He's on. He provides lots of YouTube content. I mean, there's like, if you want to reach out to me, I can give you a whole list of uh, resources. <laughs> well, I love that. And I think it just goes to show that you, um, you know, leaders are readers and and that's it. We don't have a degree and we're done with it. Like we continue to learn and grow and try new things and then implement them into our life because we know when we embody that, we'll then be able to really transfer that knowledge to others. So guys, check out Coffee No More, the Health Summit, and Ted's links all in the show notes below. But thank you so much, Ted, for saying yes to yourself years ago and for going on your own journey so you can take as many people as you can with you. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.